SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A wonderful Thursday morning to you all out there joining us here on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, the new home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM and all across the SportsGrid Network. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. We are with you as we are each and every weekday from 9 a.m. Eastern Time until noon Eastern. And in these next three hours, boy, oh boy, do we have a program for you. We will recap and go over everything that happened around the association last night and have some great guests to help you detail the NBA focus as of right now. And we get you set for NFL week number 14 that begins tonight on a Thursday night in the Twin Cities in Minnesota. We will preview in full across all three hours Thursday night football between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Minnesota Vikings. We'll take a look at some of the Sunday slate as well. We'll check in on the college football realm, some college hoops, all of that here on the morning after on this Thursday. So let us begin by looking at Thursday night football the Minnesota Vikings host the Pittsburgh Steelers in Minneapolis and when you look at where the spread is right now it has only moved by a hook from earlier in the week the Vikings currently a three-point home favorite against the Pittsburgh Steelers for this Thursday night football game as I mentioned the total has also come down a little bit and that spread has moved as well a hook in the favor of Minnesota the Vikings a three-point favorite the over under total has dropped by a point and a half and as we need to talk about right now the over under at 43 in a hook a reminder for everyone out there when you look at Thursday night football games or Thursday football games across the National Football League on a short week 11 of the past 13 Thursday football games in the NFL have fallen toward the under 11 of the last 13 Thursday NFL football games have hit the under a huge reminder that you need to know including games that were played on Thanksgiving even last week the Saints and the Cowboys who had a full week of rest after both playing on Turkey Day that game hitting the under so that a very strong trend when you have 11 of the last 13 NFL Thursday football games hitting the under also some very strong trends from a side perspective as well the Pittsburgh Steelers are one of the best teams as an underdog so far this year five and two against the number as an underdog are the Steelers they have won four of those five games outright so could you then look at that money line Pittsburgh plus 144 as the money line underdogs as well five and two ATS as a dog this year for the Steelers on the other side Minnesota's been good as a dog, but as a favorite in which they are tonight, the Vikes not so good. Just one in four against the number as a favorite in their five games booked as a favorite this year. And in fact, even as a favorite, they've only won two of those five games outright. A lot of times teams are booked as favorites and they don't cover a number. Maybe it's too lofty. Maybe they just hold on by a couple of points, but only winning two of the five games when booked as a favorite outright not a strong indication for where Minnesota stacks up heading into this Thursday night football game as we welcome in our sports grid radio audience here to the opening hour of the morning after 
on this Thursday morning. Sirius XM, Channel 159, the mightier 1090 out on the West Coast in all of our radio affiliates. A welcome to you all here, our radio audience, on the morning after on this Thursday. I am your host, Ben Stevens. We are previewing Thursday night football between the Minnesota Vikings and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, the Vikings, a three-point favorite. The spread working in Pittsburgh's favor by a hook so far from the opener earlier in the week. And the total has dropped by a point and a half from an opener of an over-under at 45 points, now down to just 43 in a hook. Live this morning on the FanDuel Sportsbook, heading in to week number 14 of this NFL season. Why is this game so important on a Thursday night as well? Both of these teams in a pretty similar scenario as their outlooks look like for the playoffs right now, both the AFC and the NFC. Let's first focus on the road team. The Pittsburgh Steelers are plus 360 to make the AFC postseason as things stand right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. The Pittsburgh Steelers, because of that tie earlier in the year against the Detroit Lions, 6-5-1 straight up. Their live team win total on FanDuel is at just 7.5 games, but the over pretty heavily juiced at minus 160. They are 12-1 to to win a competitive AFC North that is still up for grabs, really, for all four teams here at the moment. The Pittsburgh Steelers, that price of plus 1,200, the longest odds to win their own division in the AFC North. But again, plus 360 to make the AFC playoff picture. Those are the 10th best odds currently to make the playoffs within the AFC Conference on the FanDuel Sportsbook. The Minnesota Vikings have the ninth best odds to make the NFC postseason right now at plus 270. The Vikings took a terrible defeat last week to the Detroit Lions. Why was that game so bad outside of allowing the Lions to win their first game of the year where what was Christian Dantzler doing in his defensive coverage in the end zone? The world may never know, but the reason that hurt the Vikings so much because they were a favorite in that game around a touchdown. When you look at their odds to make the postseason, now plus 270, Last week, they had the seventh best odds to make the postseason, which would correlate to that seventh and final NFC wildcard spot at even money, plus 100. The week prior to that, Thanksgiving weekend, Minnesota was minus 110 to make the postseason. So a lot of market movement against the Vikings in the last two weeks. Now plus 270 on the outside looking in, the ninth best odds to make the NFC postseason. We will discuss Thursday night football many a times throughout the three hours here on the morning after from many, many different angles still to come. Still to come on the other side of the break, a recap around the association. That's next here on the morning after. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Thursday on the morning after, right here on Sports Grid, rolls on. Sirius XM, Channel 159, and all across the Sports Grid network. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. So, NFL Week number 14 begins tonight in Minneapolis, Minnesota. The Minnesota Vikings host the Pittsburgh Steelers. But in this time of the year, early, middle December, if you will, the NBA action also feels like it starts to heat up a little bit, right? By the time we get to Christmas Day, that's when a lot of the public focus transforms and shifts to the NBA. So let's make you a better and more informed sports better to get the early edges because we bleed the winning edge here on the grid. 
grid for the NBA. And for only the fourth time all season long, the Cleveland Cavaliers were booked as a favorite. And the Cleveland Cavaliers continue to do what the Cleveland Cavaliers do in the year 2021-22 in this NBA season. That's cover basketball games. The Cleveland Cavaliers have the best ATS record in the entire association. Cleveland right now covering as a three and a half point favorite against the Chicago Bulls last night, winning 115 to 92, has the best ATS mark in all of the NBA. Yes, the Cleveland Cavaliers have the best ATS record against the number in all of the association. 19, five and two against the spread. And again, last night was only their fourth game all year booked as a favorite they were booked as a favorite by about three three and a half points because DeMar DeRozan of the Chicago Bulls is in the health and safety protocols he did not play last night in Cleveland against the Cavs a part of some of the COVID issues that Chicago is having but Cleveland still covers a three and a half point number Cleveland is covering in nearly 79 percent of their games let that sink in for just a moment 79 percent of their games the Cleveland Cavaliers are covering there are strong trends in the world of sports betting and sports wagering that if you're around 55%, you're a Hall of Famer. 79% of the games that Cleveland has played this year so far in the NBA, the Cavs have covered, as they do last night, as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. They are also covering by a margin of 7.7 .7 points per game on average. That is the best cover margin in all of the NBA. I cannot speak glowingly enough of the Cleveland Cavaliers right now in what they are doing against the number in the NBA. Meanwhile, Chicago has only been booked as an underdog 10 times so far this year, just five and five ATS as an underdog, but the Bulls still hold on to the third best ATS record in the NBA overall, 17 and nine against the number, the third best cover percentage as well at 65.4%. Meanwhile, another underdog who has been very, very good as we talk about great cover percentages, the Miami Heat last night at home winning outright as a six, six and a half point underdog against the Milwaukee Bucks. The Heat win 113-104. No Jimmy Butler for Miami tonight, but no matter. Again, the Heat winning outright as a six point underdog. It was a career night for Caleb Martin out of Nevada. He posts his career best numbers in scoring 28 points for the Miami Heat last night. And because of no Jimmy, that's why the line was where it was but the Heat still winning outright as a six-point underdog. And then look at the underdog ATS record for the Heat so far this year. Seven and one against the number. That is the best record against the number as an underdog in all of the association. Miami covering by an average of 10.1 points per game, which means that the Heat have not only just been covering against the number, they have won outright in six of their eight games so far this year. So sprinkle on the money line if you ever see Miami booked as an underdog this season. Milwaukee, meanwhile, been a favorite in 20 of the 26 games so far this year. Just even 500 against the number 10 and 10 ATS when booked as a favorite so far this year. So I think you were seeing the Eastern Conference odds right now. If you look at those Eastern Conference odds, you will see the Bucks. You will see the Heat. You will even see the Chicago Bulls with the fifth shortest odds. Milwaukee still has the second shortest odds at plus 300. The Heat, the third shortest odds at 5-1. to one. You see the Sixers there at plus 950. The Bulls, the fifth shortest at 12-1. to one. And then at the top, the Brooklyn Nets plus 145 as the substantial favorites in the Eastern Conference. 
Brooklyn lost last night on the road to the Houston Rockets. Brooklyn, very shorthanded, did not have Kevin Durant on the second leg of a back-to-back in the Lone Star State. So, the Houston Rockets have also been very good here as of late. The Rockets have won seven straight games. So, Brooklyn lost last night. I understand, but Brooklyn is about to be an auto bet come Friday night against the Atlanta Hawks. The Nets so far this year have not lost back-to-back games the entirety of of this NBA season. We're not sure what the spread will be for Friday in the ATL, but you can look to bet Brooklyn against that number or just straight up, depending on what it might be, because the Nets have not lost back-to-back games this year. Meanwhile, Atlanta, you see there also maybe on the Eastern Conference odds at 19 to one. They were 21 to one before the year got underway. Atlanta has won nine of their last 12 games. They went on a strong seven-game winning streak in the middle to the late portion of the month of November. So things to keep in mind as we get ready for Friday in the association. But last night again, the Golden State Warriors got another win, beating the Portland Trail Blazers by 10 points, 104-94. Golden State improves to 21-4 straight up this year, the best record by themselves in all of the NBA. They did not cover last night as a large double-digit favorite of near 14.5 points, But even despite that, Golden State still maintains the second-best ATS record in all of the NBA. 17-7-1 against the number. That's the second-best record, like I mentioned. And they have been a favorite in 22 of their 25 games so far this year. So what does that mean, right? We talked about the Cleveland Cavaliers covering in nearly 79% of their games this year. And that's been great. But last night against Chicago, they were only booked as a favorite for the fourth time. Meanwhile, the Dubs have been booked as a favorite in 22 of their 25 games. That's mean they're expected to win, and they're expected to cover often lofty numbers, and they have continued to do that on a very prolific clip so far here in this NBA season. A favorite in 22 of their 25 games has Golden State been a 14.5-point favorite last night, so covering in nearly 70% of their games, in fact, over 70%, around 70.8% so far this year. The second best cover percentage in the association is absolutely ridiculous. And a reminder, because I'm not sure you need a reminder, but I'll throw it in there anyway. The Golden State Warriors are doing all of this. Having the best record in the NBA straight up at 21-4. Having the second best ATS record in the NBA at 17-7-1 against the number. They are doing all of this without Klay Thompson, who is eager and ready and rearing to come back to NBA action for Golden State. Also, please pay attention to Stephen Curry, the chef. 22 points last night, 6 of 17 from three-point land. 17 three-point attempts for Steph Curry. Why is he hoisting such a prolific clip right now? Well, because Steph is now only nine three-pointers away from tying Ray Allen for the most made three-pointers in NBA history. Ten made three-pointers out of Stephen Curry would break and set a new NBA record across the association. So when you look at where Golden State is and what they have coming up, they will be on the road now starting a five-game road trip on Friday night, or excuse me, on Saturday night in Philadelphia, then Indianapolis on Monday, and then not far away from us here in our live Midtown Manhattan studios at Madison Square Garden on the second leg of a back-to-back on Tuesday night. Might Steph look to break the record on Tuesday in MSG, a place, the Mecca, the world's most famous arena that has featured many notable performances in the past, 
Mike Steph Curry set the new NBA record for all-time made three-pointers here in New York City, in the Big Apple, at Madison Square Garden come Tuesday night. Only 10 made three-pointers away from setting that new NBA record. By the way, all three games that we just showed you there, the Cavs and the Bulls, the Heat and the Bucks, the Warriors and the Blazers, all three of those games falling to the under last night. Unders are prevailing in a very big way in the NBA so far this season. Even through the streaks, we power through. And the streaks are big right now in an underway in the NBA so far this season. Craig Mish joins us up next. We preview NFL week number 14. Stay with us. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to the morning after on Sports Grid, Sirius XM, Channel 159, the new home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM and all across the Sports Grid Network. I'm Ben Stevens. Very pleased to welcome on to the morning after on this Thursday, our good pal, the host of Fantasy Sports Today, Craig Mish. FST each and every weekday right here on the grid, following us on the morning after, beginning at noon Eastern time. Craig. Thank you for being here on this Thursday. I look forward to chatting about NFL week number 14 with you. Good morning, Ben. Looking forward to it as well. It's a great time of year. Uh, you know, one college game this week, which is sort of unfortunate. But then again, we have Bowl Madness coming up. Instead of 32 bowls, we got yep. 42 this year. So uh, excited about that and uh, and real excited about the games this week too. I'm uh, you know teetering on some contest money here. Got to do well. Got to keep it going. Craig, I'm sure you will do well, and you'll lend that expertise to our audience here on the morning after on SportsGrid. And I'm not sure this is where you will be making a pick this week, but it is Sunday's marquee matchup. The Buffalo Bills following a close, ugly loss to the New England Patriots on Monday night. Now on the road in Tampa, taking on the reigning Super Bowl champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right now, Tampa, a three-point home favorite on the FanDuel Sportsbook. The over-under total for this huge game on Sunday afternoon, 53 in a hook. The largest total of the entire week 14 NFL slate as it stands right now, Craig Mish. So as you see these teams, the Buffalo Bills, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a three-point spread and a large total, where does your eye go for the Bills and the Bucks? Yeah, this this could actually be a game that, that I'll have some interest in this week. Of course, the line opened up at Tampa Bay minus three and a half, and it is now down to three i think some people may be surprised that the line has actually got some steam on the side of the buffalo bills um i am not surprised i think buffalo could be the right side in this game ben uh you know coming off a uh, you know arguably the worst game they've played in two years i'm not very big on coach speak and player speak but this seems like a really angry team after what happened to them on monday night going into tampa bay i would also tell you that uh, watching tampa bay play against atlanta I wasn't all that impressed. Atlanta had a lot of shots to cover in that game, and they probably could have done it two different times. Once at the end of the game, all, all the Bucks needed to do was get a first down and, and kneel. They kicked the field goal. And then at the end of the game, Russell, uh, Russell Gage dropped the pass at the back of the end zone. They would have covered that spread. Hmm. So uh, this is still a continuing trend in the NFL, Ben. It's the best betting trend in 2021, which is side with the team 
that did not cover the week before against the team that did. So I do have some interest this week in the Buffalo Bills. And Tampa has been favored in every game so far this year, Craig. Six and six against the number. They have covered in three straight. And at home this year, they have been very good. Four and one ATS at home, covering by 10.4 points per game. The highest cover margin of any team against the number at home. That is all to be said that this game means a lot more for Buffalo. Buffalo now seven and five straight up this year. Just six, five, and one against the number, only covering twice in their past six games. All three of the AFC wildcard teams right now in which Buffalo finds themselves, thanks to that loss on Monday night, the Patriots now in pretty firm control of that AFC East division. All three AFC wildcard teams currently are at seven and five straight up. The Buffalo Bills are not favored to win on Sunday. So if they fall to seven and six, it's not a hole they can't pick themselves out of, but it does make what they have to do to get to the AFC postseason all that much more difficult. And Buffalo is still minus 440 to make the AFC playoffs right now. But Craig, it would make what Buffalo has to do if they do not go on the road and win this week outright a lot harder as we get to the home stretch in the final month of this regular season. How often do you add that kind of motivational factor into your handicapping on a weekly basis in the NFL? I mean, not really, but I, honestly, Ben, I don't care if they win or lose. I mean, if they, as long as it's 31-30 Tampa Bay, I feel really good about yeah. the side here. And I, and I sort of think that that could end up being the case in this game. High scoring, coming down to a field goal, uh, last minute of the game, one team is up by one or two, the other team's attempting a field goal to win. Uh, similar in nature to last week's Washington-Las Vegas game, just with more points. And, you know, sort of the indicator is just, does the guy kick the field goal or not? Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess that's part of it, Ben, but what's interesting to me again, is that in covering the NFL for, I don't know, feels like I did it for like 10 or 20 years. I really like to see a team that's angry and they see, and Buffalo seems really mad after what happened on Monday night, all the coaches, all the players. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm again, I don't know if this is one of the five selections or seven in one of the other contests that we're going to have to make this week. But it does feel like it's at least very much at least on the borderline. But I would not take uh, the Bucks in this game. And you saw the Bucks scoring a lot of offensive touchdowns there. They are the top scoring offense in the NFL, averaging over 31 points per game. There is a reason why this over under total of 53 and a hook between Buffalo and Tampa Bay is the highest of the weekend. But it should be noted, the Bills have played two straight unders, of course, including that Monday night football game. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have gone under in five of their last seven games. Every one of those seven totals, every total this year for Tampa, in fact, has been 40 seven points or higher this 53 and a half the highest of the week 14 slate the second highest 51 and a hook on monday night between the arizona cardinals and the los angeles rams another team craig from the nfc west involved in our first line flip of the weekend the san francisco 49ers on the road in cincinnati this upcoming sunday the niners opened up as a one and a half point road underdog currently on the FanDuel sportsbook sf is a slight one point favorite against the Bengals. Two teams, Craig, in that positioning for the wild card spots in each of their respective conferences. As you look at this game, how do you make sense of that line flip now seeing Cincinnati move to the home underdog? Yeah, this is, to me, this is a much tougher game to call because I, I suppose if I had to look at look at it, you're, you're really getting a nice buy low perhaps on, on Cincinnati 
But then again, you you basically had to sell high last week, and and that was my favorite play of the week last week was taking the Chargers plus the points. Um, you know, the 49ers, to me, are just a dead-set Ben 500 team in the NFL. They can win against a decent team. They could lose against a decent team. A few weeks ago, they were at full strength. Arizona was not. What happens? They get blown out. Then, all of a sudden, they win three games in a row. Last week, a game that seems to be pretty winnable for them. Why in the world should they be favored like they were against Seattle? Well, Seattle showed you that last week. Um, I probably would lean a little towards Cincinnati, but I, I really don't have a, a strong opinion on this game. It's two teams that don't see each other very often. Very obviously, mm-hmm. this line tells me that perhaps Debo Samuel is going to play this week. Seems like he's worth a half a point, which is rare for any position player in the NFL to be worth a half a point or a point. But he's a vital part of that offense. So I am a little surprised to see the line flip. Honestly, Ben here, but I'd probably lean toward the Bengals. Not, not, a, not a heavy lean, though. Craig, I think you're spot on, though, in your assessment of both of these teams because you look at the Niners, yes, they could beat anybody, and they have been a favorite in 10 of the 12 games so far they have played this season, but just four and six against the number as a favorite, which they find themselves as of right now after a line flip for Sunday's game in Cincinnati. Meanwhile, the Bengals have been booked as a favorite in five straight games for Cincy. The last time they were an underdog, a six-and-a-half-point underdog in which they beat the Baltimore Ravens outright 41-17. to So far this year, the Bengals 3-2 and two against the number when booked as an underdog. I also look at this total, Craig, at 48 in a hook, and it stands out to me. Why? Because San Francisco is actually tied for the second-highest over percentage along three other teams in the NFL, seven of their 12 games to an over. Meanwhile, Cincinnati's offense has been progressing in a very positive direction as well. Maybe that connection between Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase is still going very strong as you're seeing the Niners' offense here as we're talking about Cincinnati and San Francisco on Sunday. But since he has also gone over in two straight games in five of their last six, San Francisco also over in two straight games. And to allude to Craig's point, if they get number 19, Debo Samuel back on the field, that only goes to help San Francisco right now a slight one-point favorite against the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday. Meanwhile, Craig, another team in the NFL that is hoping to trend in the right direction after falling a little bit short heading into their bye week. The Titans fresh off a bye. They need to snap a two-game losing skid, and who do they get to do that? The Jacksonville Jaguars. The Titans an eight-and-a-half-point favorite at home on Sunday against Jacksonville. Fresh off the bye, Craig. What can we expect out of Tennessee? This will probably be a game that I will pass because I, I I don't mind laying big numbers, Ben, but it has to be a team that can run the ball at the end of the game, that, that is committed when they're up 17 to run. Now, that didn't prove to be the case last week because essentially what happened was I went into the game thinking that the Rams wouldn't be able to run against Jacksonville late, and so therefore, I mean, we didn't use the game at all in any of the contests, but... I thought, Ben, that because of that, they would have trouble covering the number. And then all of a sudden, Sony Michelle comes out of nowhere and rushes for 100 yards, and the Rams just ran out the clock at the end of the game. Tennessee is going to be up in this game, Ben. They are. But are they yeah. going to be able to run with Foreman and Hilliard at the end to be able to cover the spread? I'm not so sure. I suppose if I had to throw a dart here, it would be to the Jaguars because I'm not impressed with Tennessee at all. They're just a different team without Derrick Henry. But certainly not my favorite game on the board this week. 
Derrick Henry progressing toward a late season return for Tennessee. Julio Jones should be ready to go, at least in theory, for this game coming off of the bye for Tennessee against Jacksonville. The Titans this year, just two and four against the spread as a favorite, been booked as a favorite in half of their 12 games so far. This is the second biggest spread in their favor. Another divisional matchup was the biggest spread for Tennessee heading into that bye week two weeks prior to the bye week, a 10-point favorite against Houston. Tennessee lost that game outright. Much more week 14 NFL action on the other side of the break right here on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A preview of the NFL week number 14 slate continues right here on the morning after on this Thursday, Sirius XM, channel 159 and all across the sports grid network. I am Ben Stevens with Craig Mish for a second straight segment here on the morning after on Thursday. And Craig, we're going through the NFL week number 14 slate. We just talked about some of the biggest matchups on Sunday afternoon across the National Football League and week 14 begins tonight in Minneapolis. The Minnesota Vikings hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers, a three-point spread in Minnesota's favor, the over-under total 43 in a hook. Craig, I brought up some pretty strong trends earlier in the show. Pittsburgh this year as an underdog, 5-2 and two ATS, winning four of those five games outright. The Vikes not great as a favorite, just one and four against the number when booked as a favorite, only winning two of those five games outright. How do you break down this game on Thursday Night Football? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that with Pittsburgh in particular, I, I personally don't think this is a great spot for them in terms of betting because you're coming off a game that everyone looks at as a big win for them. But in reality, six inches to the left, Mark Andrews is catching a pass. He's scoring a touchdown, and Pittsburgh is getting more points in this game against uh, Minnesota. It's, it's just strange how it works where we view a team that was so close to losing – that people actually like think that they're good. Pittsburgh is not a good team. Um, Minnesota is obviously, they've been leading by, I think, six points in every single game that they've played this season and blown a lot of games. They're probably going to have coaching mm. changes at the end of the season. I believe this is a wonderful spot for Minnesota, but ben, the one thing, the one thing that gives me pause is that no one makes money betting on Cousins at night. It's just a horrible, I don't know what the deal is with him playing in night games but he almost never comes through in these spots. And so if that was not the case, and and by the way, in these contests, I, we have not used Thursday night once the entire season because you have to pick right. all of your games on Thursday. If that is the case, you got to turn it all in today. We don't like doing that with COVID and everything else. But we, I would come close to picking Minnesota in this game today because I do think that they're better than Pittsburgh. But I'm worried, Ben. I don't know. Talk me out of it. Why, why, why can't Cousins... Stop throwing for 80 yards and three interceptions in, in Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night games. I don't have the answer to that. So it would definitely be a lean toward Minnesota, but it would not be one of the games that I would use as a primary game. I, I could not take Pittsburgh in the spot. Craig, I can't really talk you out of it so much because the line opened up at three and a half in the Vikings' favor. Now directly on that key number of a field goal at three, 
And although the line movement has worked against Minnesota, again, it's just a hook dropping to that key number of three. And still, if you were to take the Vikings, you could theoretically push having three points if they win by three points. And Minnesota has been involved in what seems like field goal games every single week. But Craig, Minnesota has been vastly disappointing to me over the past couple of weeks when they were put in a prime position to maybe start to extend a little bit as one of those true solidified members of the NFC playoff picture. Minus 110 a couple of weeks ago to make the postseason before a game against San Francisco. They were an underdog in that game. Loved them in that spot because they have been so good as an underdog uh, this year. They did not only lose, they did not cover a number against the Niners. Then, of course, last week, Losing to the Detroit Lions, the Lions' first win of the season. The Vikings were a seven, seven and a half point favorite. And that moved the Vikings number to make the postseason from minus 110 just two weeks ago to plus 270 as it stands right now. Minnesota is five and seven. The NFC wildcard race is wild right now. Seven teams all within a single game of each other. So Minnesota can certainly get back on track with a big win on Thursday night. But, Craig, where my attention goes, and I think it has to right now, even with the total dropping by a point and a half, is to an under of 43 and a half. Why? Because 11 of the last 13 Thursday NFL football games have hit an under. And the Vikings have played a ton of overs this year, seven of the 12 games over for Minnesota this season, tied for the second highest over percentage in the NFL. But 11 of 13 is a super, super strong trend. So I still think on a short week, the Vikings are going to have some issues. It seems like Adam Thielen might not play. We're still not too sure about the status of Dalvin Cook right now offensively. And we know the Steelers have struggled offensively this season as well. So that all parlays and correlates, Craig, into the QB props market tonight. And look at those passing yards numbers for both Big Ben and Kirk. 200 52 and a half. I got this very fun fact, Craig Mish, from our executive producer in the mornings, Alex Fasano. Two quarterbacks in the NFL have the longest streak of throwing for multiple touchdowns in a game. That would be Big Ben and Kirk Cousins, both facing off against each other tonight. Do either of those prop numbers entice you for a Thursday night football game? Even with leaning Minnesota, I, I would have to go with, uh, you know, under on Cousins just because he just almost has never succeeded in any of these spots. Maybe that will change tonight. And no real strong opinion on Roethlisberger because I do think Minnesota struggles against the run significantly. But Ben still, every once in a while, will you know throw a 40-yard bomb, and then there is Deontay Johnson catching a pass. But of these two, Ben, I think under 252 on Cousins would be the one that I would like uh, better of the two. Yeah, Roethlisberger over this number in three of the last five games, but not in the most recent game against Baltimore. Captain Kirk over this number in three of his last four games. Craig, I'm a little bit weirded out by props right now. The last time I looked at props was for Monday Night Football between the Bills and the Patriots, and we saw crazy low numbers that seemed like they were too good to be true, but those numbers were put in place based on the surroundings of Monday night, a cold and blustery game in Buffalo. That will not be the case tonight in Minnesota, but a short week has brought some of these numbers down as well. So as we continue to look through week number 14, these teams right now, the Pittsburgh Steelers in the AFC North, the Minnesota Vikings in the NFC North, and trying to figure out those divisions, we will have a little bit of a sample size this weekend, a divisional duel between two teams in both of those divisions. Let's start in the AFC North, Craig, because in my opinion, that division 
much more wide open than the NFC North. The AFC North might be the most wide open division in all of the NFL entering this final month or so of the regular season. And the Baltimore Ravens, the leaders right now of the AFC North, the odds on favorites to win the AFC North on the FanDuel Sportsbook at minus 155 on the road against the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland coming off a bye. And the Browns, Craig, are favored by two and a half points. That line stood out to me, even with Cleveland at home and fresh off a bye. I did not expect the Browns to be favored at this time of the year. No, I, I didn't either. And, and I thought that this line would be a flipper, by the way, uh, before Sunday would come. And it looks like it's sort of heading in the other direction. I must be missing something mm -hmm. in this game. And usually when that is the case, I usually pass. But I'm not going to here, Ben. I, I, I do think the Ravens are the play here. And again, I go back to last week. And certainly, you know, they, they did not deserve to cover that game by any stretch of the imagination, nor should they have been four-point favorites in any game against uh, Pittsburgh. So, you know, people have to keep that in mind for the next time that those two teams play each other. But if I had to guess, Ben, and I'm not positive about this, maybe we can find it somewhere, but I would guess that there's been no better team in the last 20 years as an underdog betting than the Baltimore Ravens. And really the reason why is because in close games, you know their kicker is going to make a field goal. You know he's going to make an extra point. And, and I just think Baltimore is the better team in this spot. Yeah. Not a great spot, of course, for Baltimore continuing uh, on the road yet again. But I'm not a fan of Cleveland. I don't think Mayfield is 100% healthy. And, and I simply put, got to get behind a Ravens team when I'm getting points. So as a favorite, a little bit of a different scenario. And they haven't covered some lines this season as favorites. That's for sure. But I, I will say, I mean, gosh, to imagine to be able to get three in this, I just can't believe it. I mean, you're telling me that if Andrews catches that ball on that two-point conversion, that the Ravens are not favored in this game this week? And so it was all just about him, the ball going off his fingertips? I don't get it. I'll, I'll take Baltimore this week. Craig, I completely agree with you. I was surprised to see the number open with the Browns as a favored side by one and a half points. I'm surprised we don't have a line flip back to Baltimore. In fact, as you mentioned, the line working against the Ravens, to two and a half points where it is right now. I'm not sure about the past two decades, but I can say this year, Baltimore as an underdog, a perfect 2-0 against the spread. In fact, winning both of those games outright when booked as an underdog. They will be an underdog here against the Cleveland Browns, who have by no means been good as a favorite this year. Just 2-4 and four ATS as a favorite. And I know they could use a bye week to get a little bit healthier to rest up, but this Cleveland Browns offense is banged up right now man you can't look at anything they have done over the past month or so and feel confident just because they had one Sunday off it's all going to figure itself out Baker Mayfield might have three surgeries by the time we get done with this season their backfield hasn't been what we expected to be and Cleveland still wants to run the football as much as they can I know the Ravens have struggled in the secondary this year and now losing Marlon Humphrey for the rest of the year will be a further detriment to this Baltimore defense. I get all of that, but to see Cleveland as a favorite here is so, so interesting to me in my mind here to look at this game and what it all means because Baltimore still wants to win this division, of course. And right now they are the top seed in the AFC North and to take care of business against divisional foes, even on the road is what Baltimore must do. So I think John Harbaugh having the Ravens in this spot as an underdog like you, Craig, is a great 
great number to have getting two and a half points or you could even look at the Ravens on the money line in this spot against Cleveland as well so as we look at another divisional matchup based off Thursday night football the Pittsburgh Steelers in the AFC North and AFC North matchup we just discussed between Baltimore and Cleveland the NFC North will be featured in primetime Sunday night football between the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. Lambeau Field under the lights, Greg. The Packers, a 12 and a half point favorite against the Chicago Bears in Lambeau on Sunday night. 12 and a half points, a big spread for a primetime game. Craig, what are your thoughts about the Packers and the Bears? Yeah, one that I looked at a couple of times this week, I noticed that, that Rodgers uh, off a bye for what it's worth has not been great against the spread. Uh, look, the Packers are definitely a better team than the Bears. Uh, Bears have shown nothing to to prove that they can win a game like this. But, you know, it's, it's probably a pass for me or just take that huge Hail Mary and roll with the 11.5 points, Ben, and take the Bears. I, I know yeah. it smells bad. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> it definitely is not the kind of game that you, you feel good about going up to the window or clicking a button on FanDuel and making that bet. But... Uh, I don't know. I don't. Something tells me that the Bears may keep this game close this week. I don't know why. I really have no good reasoning for it other than it's a huge contrarian play. I, I can't see a lot of people back in Chicago this week. Yeah, right now, Craig, actually, you look at where the Bears are and you see that spread. I said 12 and a half. It has worked in Chicago's favor by a point. 11 and a half now for Sunday Night Football. I was looking at Number Fire, which is a partner with FanDuel where we get our lines from. Mm -hmm. They're saying 67% of the early handle is backing Chicago mm -hmm. against the number. Maybe that's why the spread has moved a point in Chicago's favor. But the Bears this year as an underdog have the worst record against the spread as an underdog, just two and seven. ATS for the Bears this year. They've only been a double-digit underdog one prior time. Also on the road against a good team in the NFC, the reigning Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they lost that game 38-3. We'll see what happens Sunday night at Lambeau Field between the Packers and the Bears. Craig Mish joining us here on a Thursday morning on the morning after. If you want to see more of Craig, noon Eastern time on Fantasy Sports Today. Follows us every weekday on the grid right at noon Eastern. Craig, thank you so much for joining us here today. All right, Ben. Have a great morning. Best of luck to you in all of your contests this week and continue to make the money, Craig Mish. More of the morning after coming up next. We hear from you about Thursday night football. Stay with us on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rounding out our number one of the morning after right here on SportsGrid Sirius XM. Channel 159, the new home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM. I am Ben Stevens. Thursday night football begins NFL week number 13. 14, excuse me. Tonight in Minneapolis, the Vikings host the Pittsburgh Steelers. Minnesota, a three-point favorite. But I was not so concerned about how you think tonight plays out, but rather how tonight affects both of these teams' chances of potentially earning a wild card spot in the AFC and the NFC. So let's hear 
your thoughts on this subject matter. It's time to fade the public. All right, so of the two teams playing tonight on Thursday Night Football, both the Pittsburgh Steelers and Minnesota Vikings, which of these teams do you think will make the playoffs? Will it be Pittsburgh? Will it be Minnesota? Will it be both? Or will it be neither? And right now on Twitter, at SportsGridTV, the leader in the clubhouse by a substantial, substantial margin. I mean, look at those numbers. Nearly 74% of the public is saying neither. I can't necessarily disagree with you. I can't necessarily say that I am going to fade the public. And the FanDuel Sportsbook is also not fading the public. In fact, right now, Minnesota has the ninth best odds to reach the NFC postseason on FanDuel at plus 270. Pittsburgh has the 10th best odds in the other conference in the AFC at plus 360. So both teams right now on the outside looking in both with a lot of ground to make up in these wild card races the good thing for both teams is that these wild card races are wide open especially in the nfc minnesota is just five and seven straight up but seven teams all within a single game of each other right now for those wild card spots the sixth and seventh wild card spots in the nfc our number two is coming up next here on the morning after on Sports Grid. You better stay with us on Sirius XM Channel 159. Our number two is going to be a lot of fun. That's next here on The Grid. spot a sports gaming winner they listen to us don't rely on luck get the expert information you need the winning edge 